so not since like Bride of Chucky have I got inebriated to the point where like impacted the podcast. Okay. But I very much feel the need to do it right now. <laughs> Cuz my fucking kids. Okay. Like here we go. I don't even I don't know if this is going to translate at all. But uh so my 8-year-old had basketball game. We've established he's not good. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. But I gave him the big talk beforehand about the only thing that I ask is pay attention to the fucking game. I don't care that he's no good. Uh-huh. I don't care that he's not going to make any baskets. But I need him when he is on the court to be paying attention to where the ball is. And when he's sitting on the bench to be paying attention to the game. Mm-hmm. That's all that I'm telling him to do. Okay. Not didn't happen at it was the worst worst ever to the point like the coach is yelling i'm like who's your guy who's your guy because he's just fucking looking around at the ceiling and like he wears a whole ton of like the little plastic wristbands uh-huh. and like my wife took them all away from him because he will fiddle with him and stuff while he's playing yeah and somehow he got another one after <laughs> she took him and he's fiddling with it and it was horrible so i'm just getting mad don't don't you think those two things are probably linked what his disinterest and his uh, dis disability, his non-ability. Yeah, and I think that there's definitely like he's got anxiety issues and like might have an ADD issue. Like sure, they said but that all, he did. But he, when he's interested in something, he can focus on it, right? Yeah, for sure. So he probably doesn't care about basketball, so he never focused on doing anything good. And. I, so you can't expect him to ever focus on the game. Well, here's the, I don't again, I don't care about him doing good. I care about him finishing something and like he is committed to being on this team is my thing. Yeah. But you're um, trying to force him to feel feelings that he doesn't feel, maybe. Um maybe. I I'm trying to force him to realize his obligation that he has sure. to a group of people, you know. I I don't care. I don't I don't give a shit about 90% of the things I do. Like going to his basketball game, but that's I'm that's jo- just I'm being joking. that's just being an adult. I'm joking, but 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 I feel like it's something that you need to learn, and I feel like yeah, when he made I that commitment, he needed to immediately hit the microphone with yeah. my drink. Um, so put up with that. Then, uh, his grandfather gives him an extra dollar at the concession, so now he has two fifty to spend at the concession stand, which is a lot. And he fucking a lot of ring pops. stands there and did get a ring pop. <laughs> you got to get a ring pop. At the st- <laughs> he stood there for fucking ever. And I was already annoyed by him and debated and debated and debated and debated. Like to the point where like he's the only kid up there still. And I'm like, you've got to pick something. You're done in three, two, one. Okay, seriously, you're done in like 10 more seconds. <laughs> It's good parenting. So finally, he makes his decisions under duress, and I, we walk away, and I see the four-year-old, and I'm like, four-year-old, we're getting ready to leave. Time to put your jacket on. And he starts wailing that he doesn't want me to st- tell him to stop walking with his grandma because they were just like making laps in the hall. Mm-hmm. So he starts wailing that I'm being mean because I'm telling he can't walk with his grandma anymore. So I'm like... God damn it. I'm not telling you you can't walk with your grandma. I'm just telling you to put on your fucking jacket. 
And that's how you spoke to him. Yes, right? that's yeah. exactly what I said. Because that's how they learn. But then he, then I'm mean. I'm mean, and he's yelling at me that I'm mean. And I'm just like, I'm literally putting my hands over, going like, all I said was to put your jacket on. And I'm like saying it so other people can hear me too. Like, <laughs> I just told him to put it on his jacket. I'm really not a mean dad. I didn't and, just threaten to kill him I or just say do- fuck in his face. <laughs> I did in my brain. Yeah, for sure, in my brain. Like 12 times. <laughs> but no, and what I said was, let's put on your jacket, dude. <laughs> <laughs> then we end up in the parking lot, and he freaks out for some reason because his grandma drove his pop-pop's truck instead of the van. So I have to, like, drag him through the parking lot while he's wailing that I'm mean because she didn't drive her van. And I'm just, and then the whole way home... It's like those two fighting and I'm trying to talk to my eight year old about it. And then the eight year old screaming because the other kid wipes snot on him and the other kid's saying it wasn't snot. It was spit. But they're arguing <laughs> about which form of of liquid that came excreted from the four year old was wiped on the other kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was just just the, the worst part. The, the best part, however, because it just broke the tension for everyone was my four-year-old just started screaming, why, nobody needs to listen to me. Like, dude, you just screamed. Why are you listening to me? And he screamed it. What? And so it broke the tension and we were all laughing and making fun of him. So that was good. Yeah. Um. So th- that's been my night. And I know that those things sound petty, but it's like, like it just builds on top of each other. Yeah. My night was pretty chill. <laughs> I just ate a bunch of nugs. I'm I'm good. You went and got a gross of chicken nuggets? Uh, not quite a gross. <laughs> a, just, just under a seventh of a gross. Like fif- 15-ish percent of a gross. So you got 20 nuggets? Yeah. Nice. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did a good one right there. Yeah, you you did your nugget math. I did. <laughs> 4, 6, 12, 20. I forgot 10 in there. There's 10 now. That is how I learned how to do math. It was based off of chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we don't usually deal with news in the horror realm. Ooh, but we have it in <laughs> 60 or so episodes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> It's open. We had a couple reporters. Yeah. I don't know where they go. They've, they've fallen down on the job pretty hard. Uh, this was not from them. Okay. But. This uh, is a Russ exclusive? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, Rob Zombie started filming his new movie. Did you hear about this? Nope. Uh, it's called Three from Hell. And it is the sequel to Devil's Rejects. Wait, what? Yep. You heard me. You're trying to but, remember exactly what... Yep. Mm-hmm. So, for the longest time, uh, Sid Haig and Bill Mosley, anytime someone would ask us if there was going to be a sequel, they're almost always at the same convention. So, what they would do is they would go, Hey, Bill, this guy asked if there's going to be a sequel to Devil's Rejects. What do you think? And then, depending on who it was, they had the same routine, and I'd heard it a half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. One would go, No. And he'd go, why do you think that? And then at the exact same time in unison, they'd go, because we're fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) So, but who knows? I mean, you never saw them die. Like, if you want to go Breaking Bad with it. (laughs) 
Sure. You never saw them die, but also based on what he took. Breaking, okay, Breaking Bad has some plausible reasons why he's still alive at the end, because you see him check the pulse, and then he wishes motions over, and I'm sorry, I just had a bit of a nerdgasm there. Um, But you look at the continuity, quote-unquote, between House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, and it's loose. You know, you yeah. go from a little paranormal to 100% real. There's no reason he couldn't just be like they were resurrected. Like, he could totally just turn it into that movie. True. And the fact that these three movies are all are sequels, uh, but they all have independent names, I think is probably a conscious decision that, like, these do stand alone, even though they're sequels and are based on, they're the same characters. I get that. Um, but I'm pretty stoked about that, because Devil's Rejects is in my top at least my top 10 maybe my top five i would definitely put it in the top 10 movies we've watched on this podcast um so i'm pretty stoked about that that's pretty cool yeah um how was your week uh uh, mostly uneventful so well okay i was thinking about this uh thinking about what am i going to talk about on the podcast like kind of on the way down the stairs into the horrors of the your basement here it's like your game prep time yeah mm-hmm. so uh marianne's dad went to california he'll be gone for like five weeks i thought he they lived there what i thought they lived there her dad lives here okay her mom and two sisters and brother all live in california okay the dad is originally from fort wayne okay Okay. That's her backstory. Yeah. I feel uh, like we need to get deeper into that genealogy. Let's talk about her great great grandparents. Okay. Well, her grand I know her grandma is originally from Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh and then she moved to California. Mm-hmm. And then her mom came to Fort Wayne for nursing school, which it's weird to me that that's a thing. I wish I would have explained to you, you that was you, a joke. You go from California and then you go to nursing school in Fort Wayne. I mean, you're right by like UC Berkeley or something. I don't know. Cheap cost of living. Eh, whatever. Sure, but anyway, then that's how they met. Mm. Any hoozle. Uh, so he's going to California to see his kids. Um, well, the three out of the four that he doesn't see on a regular basis, and he'll be gone for like five weeks, which means we have his dog for five weeks. So now, in my home, are seven cats. And a dog. And I said that out loud in my head for the first time walking down those stairs. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm that guy that I make fun of. Like, mm. I'm, we've become those people that, like, you see on TLC or something, and I'm like, how did they let that happen? Yeah, I think you figured it out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple. What's, what's the, uh, the, uh, the kitten update? Were there more? Uh, there, it's just three. Oh, it was two the last time. It was two last time? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because that was Friday. So it was two on Friday and then one again on Saturday. Uh, they all made it? Yeah. Shoot. One of them has apparently swimmer's syndrome or something, which is, like, super rare. And basically, like, its legs are just, like, a bullfrog's legs. They're just, like, splayed out. Okay. And so, apparently, uh, we've gotta, been doing research. You got you to flush that thing, bro. <laughs> apparently the treatment is yeah you just like wrap it in some tape tape its legs to its side wrap it in some tape for like a week 
and then it'll be fine. I guess that kind of makes sense. Like their bones are pliable and stuff, right? Like yeah. you can. So yeah, we're, we're apparently we're gonna tape it, just wrap it in some tape for a just week. Wrapping its feet like it's a Chinese cat. Like wrap its whole body, like it wrap tie its like tape its legs to its side. I felt like that was a solid cultural joke. You missed it. About Chinese people eating cats? No, no, no. Like the Chinese foot, the like where they taped their feet made them tiny. Oh, that's like Japanese a, foot binding, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because all of Asia is the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt like that's what I said. You definitely said Chinese. Mm, let's go to the tape. <laughs> you would not like the tape. <laughs> um, so I referenced the... Uh, I, I don't want to reference this because I feel like we'll give it away. Um so my wife told me a conversation she had with my eight-year-old this week, and they were watching a show, or somehow something came up, and she asked him, like, uh, hey, you know what drugs are, right? And Bad, he, okay. He, he kind of got a little awkward uh, and was like, no. She's like, obviously, he knows something, but he feels like he shouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, it's okay, tell me. And he said something like, I don't, I don't really get it. I know people do them, and they're bad for you basically She's yeah. like, that's true you know and they kind of had a little dialogue like why do people do it well they do it because it might make them feel a little funny for a little while but it's really bad for you in the long run blah 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 so she explained that and she's like well why does dad do drugs then and she was like what are you talking about your dad doesn't do drugs and he's like yeah he does no your dad doesn't do drugs and she said well he drinks that stuff sometimes that i'm not supposed to <laughs> So she had to explain to him that that's not drugs, that that's okay for adults, but especially as an eight-year-old, what the fuck is the difference? Because there isn't any. No. If anything, this whiskey that I've got is worse than if I was smoking pot. Yep. Like, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But you still have to, you don't want to get into those, you know, it's easier until they get to the age of 14 or whatever, it needs to be black and white, you know? <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just nervous that, like, how long has he been like, yeah, my dad does drugs, just, like, raising his hand in class. <laughs> it's like those, those pictures you find see on a uh, line that are, like, kids' drawings. Like, when I grow up, I want to be like mommy. And it's, like, it basically her, like, on a stripper pole with people throwing money. I drew that picture today to tell someone about it at work. <laughs> I'm not joking. I Do you drew, know the actual story behind that? Yeah, the, the, they, she works at Home Depot and it was a it's shovel. A snow shovel, yeah. But I literally drew that picture today to explain it, that whole story to someone. Because I told that drug thing at work. And I referenced that and I drew the picture. That's fantastic. I swear. That was like that was the one example in my brain mm-hmm. and it happened to be the one example in your brain. I'm right there with you. All fat guys think alike. <laughs> Has Speaking to be. of fat guys. Yep. What do you think? I laid uh, out the challenge. I see you got a big gulp in front of you. <laughs> yep. So in, it's Sprite. In my mind, in my mind, however, I was like, I'm going to wait for a week to see if he takes me up on this challenge yeah. because I want to save it all. I want to get as and, fat as possible before the first weigh Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I can go down from there. Yeah. So challenge issued. Will you accept my challenge? Uh, here's the thing. I am completely on board because... I think it would be great motivation uh, to lose weight. 
Uh, I know that you are a gigantic asshole, but I don't think you're as gigantic of an asshole when it would come to something like this. So I'm not, and we I'm not put afraid. The sti- and we put the stipulation, if I do want to put a giant cock or a swastika on your ass, yeah, she's going to veto it. Here's the thing, though. I told her about it today, and she was like, I don't care. Whatever he wants to put on you, I'll let him, because I think that's a stupid idea that you let someone else have your tattoo and i was like well i definitely shouldn't tell him that (laughs) oops (laughs) uh but we've stipulated that it's about the podcast and i think even even if i lose uh it would still be a reminder of like two years of my life at least and hopefully more going forward so i i'm i'm in boom challenge accepted yeah so we will do the final weigh-in at episode 100, mm-hmm. at episode 100, and then two-year anniversary, we will unveil the tattoo and of whoever the loser is, and uh, we'll make it a party with everybody. Sure. Sound good? Sounds good. Love it. Cool. And know that I do have, I want to make it moderately bad, the same way I feel like you do. You know what I mean? Like, you want to have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but I don't want you to be unhappy yeah. with it. You mentioned a tattoo before then, so it's not my first tattoo. <laughs> so, very cool. I'm excited about winning. I, w- I will let you know that I have more weight to lose than you. So, I think you, you're at a slight disadvantage. That might be true, but it was my thing, and that's yeah, why exactly. I like So, yep, I'm, I'm ready for it. And hopefully it. this works and we can get healthy and do this podcast for more than just four years before one of us dies. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Good. I'm excited now. Uh, and I better finish those jelly beans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right. We'll work out the details and uh, we will let you know in one week how a week one went. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll put updates on social media and stuff. Yes. Periodically. Uh, um, and I don't buy that she would just let anything happen. Like she could say that she now. She said that now. But I when don't it comes believe down that to she it, would no, do she's going to filter through for sure. Right. Um, that's n- what I'm betting on at least. <laughs> Night of the Demons? Night of the Demons. Uh, synopsis. Uh, Night of the Demons from 1988 is a movie in when, in which, uh, a bunch of lonely... 30-somethings pretending to be, like, 18-ish. Go to a weird house and uh, get possessed and killed by demons. Good. Overall thoughts? Uh, uh, It was a movie. It happened. (laughs) And I watched it. Uh, I feel like we need to rename this, like, ruining my passion or something. (laughs) It's like... I've told you before, like, I have that disease, this disease where, like, every movie is better. Mm-hmm. So when I thought of Night of the Demons, I was like, yeah, it's like this monsters rung amok movie. Like, the whole time there's just this crazy fucking monsters running around with these kids. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, and there's these awesome effects. And that's true for, like, 12 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's... I think the first kill happens at the 56-minute mark of a 90-minute movie. Yeah. 
and the farther you get a, that I get away from it, the more the more that I just remember the highlights. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of filler with this man. Yeah. Uh, but that opening theme is pretty awesome. It's very Phantom of the Opera meets Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really killer. Uh, both of these movies have a pretty awesome soundtrack, I think. Um, that's something that I specifically was going to talk about on the next film. Okay. Um, but this one uh, as well, this is more of a score, and the other movie has a really awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so we open with a group uh, of teens kind of in pairs getting ready to go to this party thrown by Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have... Uh, the res you have to have a fat guy sure and everyone and his name's stooge so that checks out yes uh and he is they're the bad group so you got him you got black guy and you got rough girl right is she rough or she hangs out with them she just gets called she, a bitch a lot yeah she just like gets a, abused <laughs> mentally resident, and hopefully not yeah, physically she's but the resident good. yeah she's the resident punching bag she's the doormat but they don't seem to be together no because she leaves with roger uh but so Stooge, to show how badass he is, he moons a passing car, yeah, while leaving his underwear up, mm-hmm. which is like a jack, it was shaped like a jack lantern. He doesn't moon a, par- a, a car; he moons an old man. Okay, I'm sorry, but that old his, man is very uh, integral to the plot of with, this movie <laughs> with his underwear up and it's not like they were trying to. There's nudity later in the movie. Yeah, a whole lot of it, and. So why do they not want to show a dude's ass? I I think the I think that that's just the point is that he was wearing jack lantern underwear. Okay, is it too much to ask to see a fat man's ass in a movie? Is uh, that too varsity much? Varsity Blues. I think that has a fat man's ass in it. So, oh uh, yeah, that was n- not the best moon that I've ever seen. Yeah. Did you notice? Uh, on the street, when the car pulls up to pick up uh, our main lady, uh, the gaffer's tape marking where the car should stop. No. <laughs> it was literally for the front tire and back tire, the gaffer's tape little T there. The whole feeling when you watch this movie is you watch this movie and it's like, it's almost like behind the scenes because you can see how much of this is a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so much like a movie like everything feels so much like a set and so much like a matte painting yeah um yeah it, it feels like a how-to on how to make a movie because you can tell that it is so okay uh what i definitely want to applaud this movie for i think it might be the only movie from the 80s that i've ever seen that had an asian person in it who is not playing an Asian character. Oh, no. 100%. She was cast 100% for her tits and her willingness to show them. <laughs> and that's what America is all about. That's, I'm 100% on board with that. <laughs> I'm 100% on board with that. Uh, one of our groups that we meet is the the cool guy uh, who comes complete with a, a jacket. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's Miami Vice and the shit out of that jacket. He's so cool because or he's so cool that he can eat a box of vanilla wafers for us he's just like chilling and talking like eating a box of vanilla wafers which is the the least badass (laughs) of the hard cookie yeah 
genre. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they're still good, though. They're they're great, but it's not even like I'm so badass. It's, I'm so confident with myself. I don't even care how much sugar I'm putting in this body. I'm going to eat a gooey chocolate chip cookie. I mean, it does contrast him turning down those uh, fudge logs. I feel like so, as we get hungrier the in the next 40 episodes, we're going to be talking about food <laughs> way more. And... Uh, did you see that turkey? Already? Oh my god, let's talk for 12 <laughs> minutes about the turkey and the stuffing. Oh my god. It's another Thanksgiving episode. We've watched this movie seven times. <laughs> Everything's going to be food themed soon. Like, yeah. All, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, our main girl has this relationship with her younger brother who's kind of a smart ass and multiple times he references her boobs mm-hmm. uh and she's wearing a see-through bra yeah um but this is really really rough dialogue because this is like the wittiest 10 year old ever uh but he's also he's not i want to i say witty but that's implying that he's funny he's not he's like quippy like a 1950s sitcom yeah well, he had bad writing. I think him and Sal are the only people in this movie who could even come close to being called an actor. Like, the kid was giving it his all. It wasn't great, but he was a kid, so you give him a little bit of slack. Yeah. And Sal was, like, the only character in this movie, I feel like. Uh, maybe. Uh, but th- But he says the line, the line that I really that I was like, that's too much, is he said, what I think is beside the point. That was a line from a 10-year-old in this movie. Okay. That's not the 10-year-old actor's fault. N- no, but I'm not talking, I'm not dogging him on that. I'm dogging yeah. the dialogue in the movie uh, because this in particular was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, so there are group congregates at this the house. saddest party. There's 10 people there. Well, here's the thing. I actually wrote, if this is a party... I've had parties. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've thrown ragers. In my mind, I've never actually had a party. Okay. Yeah. But if this qualifies, because in my mind, I think a party like you think the Night of the Demons remake. Like when people say, yeah. like, oh, I'm having a party. I'm going to this party. Yeah. They're, they're charging money at the door. You get a, a red solo cup. Yes. Yeah. But, but if Angela had a party, you and I have parties here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this podcast has been a party before. <laughs> if that's what qualifies, <laughs> little did I know that I am a party animal. If that's what qualifies, because I've had some major parties. Yeah, uh, it's pretty pathetic, right? Like some of these people are supposed to be cool. Yeah, and they bring uh, a a little boombox with only one set of batteries, and that's 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 the entertainment. Like a six pack too. Yeah, for twelve people. <laughs> Like the one guy brought a Coors, a can, a can of Coors, which he dropped, and Sal got it. Uh, my sophomore year in college, we weren't twenty one, and I didn't drink at the time. But when we moved in, there was uh, a keg of beer in the basement, so we were like, we should have everybody over. Some of our friends will drink, mm-hmm. um, but we couldn't get our hands on a a thing tap a tap uh, because we were under twenty one and couldn't arrange to get it done so, but we were able to somehow get our hands on 
liquor another way because like you had to have an, make a deposit on the tap or something but we got we got other liquor but yeah that never so we just left when we moved out it was still just there uh but yeah i think ben and i both lived there and neither one of us drank at the time but we nice. had a bunch of people over to drink i mean that's what you do i just remember tom was there and just like puking everywhere oh, you just... bring tom he's gonna puke <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially the, this is 20-year-old Tom that was just like, free beer! <laughs> I think he ate, if I remember, he like ate an entire Domino's pizza and then just puked it all up all over our backyard. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. So the music runs out, so Angela's like, well, let's have a seance. <laughs> And apparently a seance means you all sit in front of this mirror, mm-hmm. which you're sitting in a way that not, not everybody can see that mirror. No. Uh, you know, you need risers. <laughs> something. And uh, so they see the demon and whatever. And then, like, it falls down. It shatters. Yes. the This is... You, you, we need to set this up a little bit better. This is a 200-year-old upright mirror. That weighs a hundred pounds. That tips over. Because her corpse hit it. Her corpse hits the other side of the mirror. Okay. Uh, That's why it tipped over. Okay. Uh, Okay. I want to talk more about the mirror, but before we get to there, I do want to commend this movie because I kept trying to look for things that wouldn't add up that they wouldn't be able to do at this party, but everything was pretty much candlelight. Yeah. I mean, it was a billion, billion candles, light, power. Yeah. But uh, like I did appreciate... Like where the moon is casting the harshest of shadows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did watch... What, what, I don't remember. It was a, a movie I watched recently, and it was supposed to be like these poor college kids just moved into this house or whatever. And then every time they have a party to celebrate, mm-hmm. and every fucking party has like $1,000 worth of novelty lights hanging around like the christmas lights that are like twenty dollars for five lights yeah they've got a hundred of them all around this house with christmas lights mm-hmm. uh and i appreciate that this movie did not have that yeah it was just an old house that they all just met at mm-hmm. it was like the house that everyone knew was abandoned yep but also i think that they also knew that it was it had some shaky history yeah they thought that there was some shady things going on with this yeah so the mirror breaks and we get the best piece of filmmaking in this. Yes. It's great it because it's practical. It is a fantastic shot. It really is. Uh, and what are we seeing, Justin? Uh, it's the shattered pieces of the mirror, and all ten of our people are, like, standing together looking at the fragments, and each fragment has, like, a different face. And, and it it's was one a, take, and yeah. all the actors, as good as they can, nail <laughs> nail it. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty awesome, man. Like yeah. that had to have been a complicated thing to plan, and everybody, I think, did a really great yeah. job. I mean, with that's it. Ha- it that's really half awesome. your day, probably, right there. Oh, I'm sure getting that shot. Uh, but it was it was worth it. It was awesome. It was a it's really well done. It's the one thing in this movie, other <laughs> than how much boobs are in it. But I, I disagree. I think Angela looks great. The creature of Angela. Okay. The yeah. practical effects, I think, of Angela look really great. And his uh, amputee. Guy. yeah that's not bad he has his shirt off and like it's not like a leprechaun four where you can see his hand behind yeah. <laughs> his back or a saw when like it's obviously just a long pant leg yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, that's without a doubt. That's the the high, the highlight of the movie from a from a film perspective, uh, because it really, really is great. So then, the demon we see in the mirror comes out of the crematorium and just is like. <sighs> Is there oxygen in hell? Why is it panting? Both of these movies feature demons that seem pretty lazy. Like, they do a lot of waiting and standing around and like... Like, I feel like if you have been waiting for, at minimum, like the other movies, 86 years, like, that's enough of a breather to, like, jump on it when you have the opportunity to start Mm -hmm. possessing some bitches. Yeah. They don't do this in either one of these movies. No. They bide their time so it like gets aerosoled into angela and uh yeah it's like this weird muppet bad muppet looking thing but then like i mean it doesn't look good it doesn't look real but i but i would still prefer that than seeing zordon from power rangers like some shitty shitty cgi thing like I, the new Power Rangers movie, or the old one, it wasn't CGI. It that wasn't was... CGI, but it wasn't practical. Okay, I mean it wasn't a thing. It, I think it was in camera. I don't think it was on set, but I think it was no. in camera. No, I'm sure it was. Uh, I did see the new Power Rangers though. I saw that you saw that. Um, hmm. Was it good? I mean. It was exactly what you thought it would be, which is they tried to make it cool and modern and more plausible. But basically, it was just like the Avengers turned into a Transformer. I'm half offended by that. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, but the other part of it is, is it was like an origin story. And that's why I like get pissed off because... I don't think I've seen half of the Spider-Man movies, but it's like they fucking reboot it every time. So it's an origin story. Every every freaking here superhero movie I watch is an origin story. So that's what you spend three quarters of the movie doing. And then they figure something out how to do it. And then we get the last quarter of the movie is actual superhero movie. There have been six Spider-Man movies. Two of them are origins. That's what I love about the new Spider-Man Homecoming is it's not an origin story at all. Like, he, he doesn't, the new Spider-Man doesn't have an origin in MCU. Like, you don't, there's no scene where he gets his powers or anything. And I like that. We're going to, you're going to watch that movie. Okay. At some, at some point, we're going to watch the, all the MCU movies. Deal some point very soon (laughs) uh okay so angela becomes possessed first Mm -hmm. and she has a scene where they're like what are you doing angela and she's like i'm warming my hands by the fire and she turns around and her hands are on fire yeah not the best thing but it freaked me out for one reason because i've thought about this periodically uh, but this like brought it home quick like i had a nightmare once that my brother who especially before uh had some issues and uh he was hooked on painkillers it's like 
that's the typical U- U.S. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what people do is they get hooked on prescription drugs. Yep. Um, but he had a temper and he and things like that. And I mixed that problem with the fact that him and I used to work in a restaurant together. Mm-hmm. In my dream, so we're having this argument in this restaurant, and he takes his hands and he puts them on the flat top grill in the dream, like to punish me. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to f- argue with me, I'm going to burn myself. So he's like putting his hands on this flat top grill, burning the shit out of his hands, looking at me like until I'll say that I'm wrong about whatever this argument was. Yeah. And it like was like a trigger for me. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that dream. Night of the Demons triggered me. <laughs> Speaking of your nightmares, I I was thinking about this the other day. Something, a very important question that I need to ask you on mic. Okay. Where did they get those chicken nuggets at that restaurant? Because I've never had chicken nuggets like that. Every time I went there, it was the same chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. From the time I was a very small kid to, like, teenager. It was the same exact chicken nuggets. And I, I've, I don't, I want to know where they got them. It was from, uh... Uh, there's only, it was like Cisco, like the frozen food company, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on Cisco. Cisco is one of those frozen food companies that supplies. Okay. So there can only be a few. So if you come up with the list of like the top handful around here, I'm sure it's one of those, okay. but they were just frozen chicken nuggets that were fried. Hmm. Okay. You know, you can't eat those at least for the next 40 episodes. <laughs> or maybe definitely not right now. Definitely not 20 of them. <laughs> That's the second time chicken nuggets have came up and turned the episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so right around when Angela first gets possessed, my favorite line uh, is spoken in this movie, which is Stooge, who tells somebody to eat a bowl of fuck. Mm. I do love that. <laughs> I do love that a lot. But so much of this dialogue in the first three quarters of this movie is just like bad 80s insults. Like, the one that I always, always use to reference this is when Johnny Depp yells at... No, no, I'm sorry. The other guy uh, in the... Tom Cruise. In the... Matt Damon. In Nightmare on Elm Street, the guy wearing the heavy jacket. Okay. Um, He's not Johnny Depp. He yells, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Yeah. And that is like the perfect 80s insult that I always think about in these movies. And that's what every piece of dialogue felt for the longest time with this. Yeah. It's it's very lazily written. Like, they had a, a tiny bit of an idea and like, shit, we need 90 minutes. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about this demon. It gets aerosoled into Angela. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses... Slutty McSlutterson, and now it is possessing both of them? Like, I kind of expected it to, like, pass onto her, Mm -mm. but it's now possessing both of them. No, it's a contagious demon. So, but there's only, we only ever see one demon. It's not like the the remake where there are seven demons. Uh, It's only, it's one demon. I... And this movie makes a distinction between demons and zombies, because there's only three demons and and six zombies, five zombies. I I don't know if I mean maybe they're a not asexual. What's what is it where you can split? That's asexual reproduction. Yeah, so if he can just split in two, maybe, and create a duplicate of himself, that could be happening. We don't know. 
Uh, Marianne called it uh, like tribbles. It's a triple demon. Yeah, I mean he he is a floating head. To be fair, so sure. we don't really know the anatomy. But and he's floating in the void. So, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts about the lipstick scene? Uh, like what the actual fuck? <laughs> like what are we? What what happens at the lipstick scene? Okay, without a doubt, the most famous scene in this movie. So famous that they brought it back for the next one. Uh, so Jacket leaves main girl and goes off wandering and finds Slutty McSlutterson. And she has drawn lipstick into like a heart around her face. And she's all like, hey, will you help me with my lipstick? And he's like, you're a crazy bitch. And so she's like, here are my tits. And he's like, oh, I'm listening. Uh... And so she, like, draws a a line down the middle of her chest, goes around her boob, and then puts the lipstick into her nipple. (laughs) Like, presses it in, and it disappears into her titty. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. It's, it's, I legitimately think it's good in that nobody sees it coming. It looks really good. Yeah. The effect looks really good, uh, and it's just so bizarre, like, that no one would ever think of it, that it's... I like it. I think it's yeah. great. So then, uh, he's like, that's weird. And, and this she- is this is uh, the guy in Scrubs, played by Luke Wilson, if you didn't notice that. What? It's not really Luke Wilson, but this dude looks like Luke Wilson. Okay. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. A bit, maybe. Uh, so then she, uh, she, like, unzips his pants. And he's like, well, yeah. So then he lowers himself. She is at, her face is at crotch level and she unzips his pants. And then he goes down. Like, you stay there. <laughs> is he that dumb? He doesn't know what's about to happen? Yeah, you're right where you want to be, man. Yeah, you're right there. Like, mission accomplished. <laughs> Bring down the banner. You're on the aircraft carrier. Everything's happening. Mm-hmm. Why Why are you now mm. getting onto the floor? Yeah, no. No. Nope. Uh, so, th- the demons start taking, knocking everybody off one by one. Roger. <laughs> uh... To the point that we end up with our main girl and the lone black guy. Yeah, Roger. Uh, running around because they're trying to find the exit, but there is now a solid wall barricaded around the, the building somehow, around the house. Yeah, the gate disappeared. The gate disappeared. Uh, yeah. I don't know where you're, where you're trying to go. I'm forward. <laughs> There's so many many things. Go ahead, go. This whole there's this movie is full of jump scares that aren't jump scares. Like it's literally like tension music, and then there's something around the corner, or there's something behind this little piece of fabric, and then the jump scare is that it was literally nothing. You don't get any tension release or anything. It's not like ah cat or like ah it was just a weird picture. No, it's always literally nothing. That's not how a like a build tension tension relief jump scare works. 
Uh, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying right <laughs> now. <laughs> At the beginning of this, you said that this is like a documentary on how to make a film. That's this is that's not what it is. My, you're mi- I think you're mi- you're misconstruing <laughs> what I said. Uh, yeah, uh, an example of why I say it's how you do make a film, not how you should, but how a film is made, is like when they are on the roof. It's like obviously just tar paper all over this roof, and yeah. there's no shingles, uh, and it looks pretty terrible. Yeah, it looks like the most set built thing one foot off the ground that you've ever seen plus you skipped Saul so it gets down to Lady Roger and Saul yes and so Roger is like hey come he's on the ground and she's on a balcony and Angela is after her and he's like hey uh come down here and she's like okay and then he's like look out behind you and there's Angela and then Saul literally teleports onto the roof <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, we knew he was trying to get there because he says my probably second favorite line of the movie, which is thank heaven for water pipes because he's trying to figure out how to climb the roof and then there's a pipe. Yeah. So we thank heaven for water pipes, uh, which they might've done this wrong, but that sure looked like a black pipe to me, which you use for gas just for the record. Okay. Yeah. No, but my plumbing knowledge comes in for you right there. <laughs> You're the only one that cares. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he teleports onto the roof and fights Angela and gets her. He grabs Angela and they like both tumble off the roof. And then he gets impaled by a stick or some piece of wood or something. And a tombstone grows like over his head. And it says, uh, born, blah, 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 1970, died tonight. And it's great. It's so stupid. Uh, does that update daily? Or is yeah. this always going to say tonight? Last night. Two days ago. Uh, there's a word for two days ago. I always thought there should be a word for the day after tomorrow. There is. Uh it's just we don't use it okay well i want to know what that is because i uh uh made one up for a while and my friends and i used it and i called it frangle it's just a made-up word so we would reference that so we would make plans for frangle overmorrow 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 why don't we use that that's much better than the day after tomorrow Let's see the and then the day the day before yesterday is Vorgestern? That's not right. What? While you're looking at that, uh so Angela in real life. Did, what? It says it's Vorgestern. That's not right. Mm. Overmeyer anyway. makes sense to me. Overmorrow, yeah. Oh I'm sorry, Overmorrow. Like tomorrow, overmorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Sal's dead. So we're just Sal's left with Roger. Tonight. So we're just left with Roger and the girl. And do they escape Angela's clutches, Justin? For yesterday. For yesterday. And overmorrow. 
feel like Overmaro has a better chance of of making a comeback. Yeah. Than for yesterday. Uh, for some reason, there's barbed wire along <laughs> the top of the the brick wall, mm-hmm. and then it like goes down into the ground. Yes. And it's wrapped around some pegs in mm-hmm. the middle of the wall. That's not how walls work. No, that's not how barbed wire works. Uh, but that's how this movie works, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they have to climb over the wall because the wall was built over running water. <laughs> and the, the demons can't go past running water. Which, that whole house is filled with plumbing, so that doesn't make sense. Thank God for water pipes. Well, it's got to be natural. It's oh, okay, natural that makes water. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, basically the entire movie climaxes because these fuckers made it over a wall. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. They make it over a wall and then there's a bunch of green smoke. The end. <laughs> and the thing gets like sucked in to a different void in space apparently. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to like a year or two from now when I only remember the really awesome parts of this movie. Okay. And then I just never want to watch it Just again. Franny's boobs. Yeah. Um, speaking of her, so she's super famous in the horror community in that she made, like, she was in every horror movie in the 80s. I don't think we're thinking about the same person. I'm sorry. Franny is the Asian one. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm talking about Linnea Quigley, the lipstick girl. Yeah. She's in every 80s movie. Her name's Linnea Quigley. And uh, she was so popular like one of the things that she had was she had Linnea Quigley's horror workout video so we've talked before about how like workout videos like you see them in like the 80s with people watching them yeah like there was the boom of VHS so workout tapes became the thing but they would also watch them like super sexually yeah uh and she made a video like that and it's like fetches a pretty good dollar amount and like conventions and stuff and like they uh because she was attractive lady um, but, uh, she just today as we're recording this is when I saw it and I'm pretty sure it was new, mm-hmm. put up a GoFundMe, uh, because her house has black mold and is infested by rats and she wants her fans to pay for her getting it fixed. Um, and she's at tons and tons of conventions, um, and I'm a little torn. I don't want to get start like drawing a line in the sand, but I'm torn in general seeing these things where I don't, I don't know at what point like a GoFundMe to try to capitalize on that to to personal things. But I get can be hard to work for somebody that's getting a little older or whatever. But also there's tons of other people that just get a regular job and start working at Walmart to do stuff. So I'm not judging, but I'm saying like I'm I'm always conflicted when sounds I, like you're judging no i'm saying that i'm <laughs> i'm saying that that was like my negative argument but let's like i'm always conflicted when i see those things happen uh and i feel a little bit because confused you, yeah like, you feel like they have brought you joy they are a, a if not a major part of your life just at least a little tiny part of your life yeah sure and so yeah you're like i don't want tragedy to befall panties lady from night of the demons (laughs) yeah so yeah i don't know just a little like that tells you where she is right now yeah fun 
You're welcome. Uh, Angela, in real life, is a psychic medium for dogs and cats and other animals. <laughs> like, you can hire her to... Of course she is. <laughs> you can hire her to uh, ask her why your pet chinchilla is not eating as much as they used to to see if they're mad about you changing uh, from cedar chips to pine chips in their cage. They're dying. That's why animals eat less. So They're sick, or if they continue to eat less, they're dying. Congratulations. So, that's Does she have story. like a show on Animal Planet or something? I think she might have at some point, honestly. Uh, I have to have the vaguest recollection of that, but uh, I don't believe that at all, so I didn't really look into it. <laughs> Uh, pet psychics, man. Yeah. Um, are we missing anything else from Night of the Demons, nineteen eighty? I mean, we didn't talk about Franny's boobs, but I mean they're very fake. But there are faker boobs in this series, <laughs> and we will talk about them. Sure. In great detail, I have a pie chart <laughs> and pie because it's the last time we're gonna eat it for a while. Woo! Um, before we do that. Uh, I don't think we've really talked about Halloween here, have we? Because these are Halloween party movies. Sure, yeah. No. Um, I have one real thing that I want to talk about about Halloween, and then maybe it'll trigger something for you. Okay. So, when I was little, I loved me some Ninja Turtles. Who didn't? Um, Fascist. That's who. Okay. Um. Because great. were around in like 1990. I don't know. I was just trying to come up with some a bad word to call somebody. Okay. Uh, so I have this a distinct memory that I was probably seven or eight and uh, we're at my mom's friend's house. And they called me into the kitchen because they said that their husband was going to be a frog for Christmas. And she was making him a frog costume. And I had about the same size head as he did as a f- for the frog and they wanted to see if it would fit and i was like this totally makes sense yeah that looks like a frog's head to me yeah here's my head see if it fits because i'm sure that i have the same size head as this adult man and they tried on this big green head and made sure that this homemade frog head that my face fit inside of its mouth and mm-hmm. then it was this giant frog head on top and it velcroed under my chin and it fit like a charm so i'm like this Boom. guy's pretty lucky he's gonna have an awesome frog head fits of chips uh until i got real close to halloween and i found out the moment that you put a blue bandana over this frog it turned into a ninja turtle and it was a ninja turtle costume that my mom and this woman made and it was freaking awesome that is really awesome uh so it was this giant head and then like i had everything i wish i still had that i don't think that i do uh yeah i really wish i still had that anyway just made myself sad um Mm. so fast forward until i'm 16 you've worn it every year uh i have not i wore it one year i think uh and it sort of ended up in the closet um friend and i let's say we'll call him ben okay uh we're 16 and we're driving around and we're like what do you want to do it's halloween i don't know you want to go trick-or-treating that's fine. Let's go trick-or-treating when we're 16. It's a perfectly reasonable time to be trick-or-treating. So, uh, I, he was a witch, and I dug out and found this Ninja Turtle head. So, we drove 
to an addition because we are 16 mm-hmm. and started trick-or-treating and we stopped when we opened the door and it was the hot girl from our grade that gave us candy <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking horrible <laughs> hi you remember us we're the dorks from your school <laughs> This is who we are. 1,000% a true story. Uh, I like how 7-year-old you and 16-year-old you have the same size head. I think I managed to make it fitter. Maybe I didn't use the Velcro, but because it's Velcro, like there was a there's a, a chin strap adjustment to be had there. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was my most embarrassing Halloween story that I can come up with. Do you have anything worth repeating from Halloween? Um... When I was three, my mom made me a Mickey Mouse costume, and we went trick-or-treating and then went entered it in this uh, Halloween costume contest, and I won, and then I wore that for like the next two years as well, even though by the time I was five, it really did not fit anymore, but I really wanted to be Mickey Mouse again, apparently. Uh, but my favorite trick-or-treating story... Uh, so we, I was probably like 12 or 13. This is probably like the last year that I trick-or-treated. Not me. (laughs) Uh, maybe even 11. Uh, trick-or-treating, walk down to the addition, you know, uh, we, the addition is set up so like. Basically, you go in and there are like a bunch of cul-de-sacs and then you, there's like one big long street that kind of uh, goes and doubles back. So we're, we're, we're going, we're hitting like the cul-de-sacs on one side, we go around and then we come and hit the cul-de-sacs on the other side. By the time we come back, uh, one of the houses that we had previously hit, thank God, is now on fire. Holy shit. <laughs> And apparently, uh, there uh, there were children who were like, you know how we want to celebrate Halloween? That's by lighting fireworks. I've never understood like the mischievous, but maybe it's just because my parents were always taking us out. Mm-hmm. But I've never been part of like the the vandalistic ep- uh, part of Halloween. Well, I they weren't. I don't think the motives were vandalistic. Oh, okay. They were like, hey, let's go into our driveway and let's light off some bottle rockets. Uh, They did not close the garage door and apparently one went in and like went into a blanket. And they're like, oh, fuck. A bottle rocket just went in the garage. Let's not tell anybody. Well, no, you don't want to get in trouble. Exactly. Instead, what happened is their house caught on fire, which caught the, like, two houses next to them on fire. Uh, Did you already get candy from them, too? <laughs> yeah, I'd already gotten... Oh, we'd good. already hit that cul-de-sac, oh, so it good. was fine. Good. It was fine. Uh, I don't think they were giving out anything spectacular. Okay. I probably got, like, a mini Twizzlers. Travesty averted. Maybe some Milk Duds. Uh, nothing fantastic, but nothing terrible. No dimes, like, like bag of pennies or, like, apples. I think we are the last generation that had candy cigarettes. Like, I know they still exist. Yeah. But to have any kind of being able to pick them out in the store. 
Well, I he, definitely remember enjoying some candy here's cigarettes. Here's the thing. The, like, chalky candy cigarettes still exist. What, what we were the last ones to have is, remember the gum with all the powdered sugar that you would blow on the cigarette and it would, like, blow out a bunch oh, yeah. of, of powdered yeah. sugar and you would look like you were actually smoking and you were cool. <laughs> Those don't exist anymore. <laughs> Because uh, they were too cool for school, uh, my mom, probably literally. My mom told me that when she was little, there were these little, uh, I think it might be sugar babies, but they were called N-word babies, like little pieces of caramel. Mm-hmm. And that's horrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing that existed. Isn't it? Ooh. Uh, a coworker of mine, like a month ago or so, brought in some candy cigarettes and they were just like the chalky kind and I like grabbed one and I kind of put it in my mouth and was like talking and flapping around with it flapping in my mouth and I was like maybe 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 I'll be like the guy who always has an unlit cigarette in his mouth <laughs> and then that went away very quickly <laughs> that thought went you're a douche leave <laughs> leave my brain uh, now have you ever smoked a cigar I have no. I not. want to smoke a cigar. Like I feel like every once in a while I could enjoy a cigar. Okay, but I've never had one. I don't know where to start. Uh, Mitch Hedberg has a great joke about. Uh, he said he went. He he like wanted to learn how he wanted uh, to start smoking cigars, and he didn't know where to start. So he goes to the cigar shop, and the, the owner goes, well, "What kind of cigars do you like?" And he's like, "I don't know. It's the boys." I like it. Yeah. It's good. He's dead. It's sad. He is dead. Yep. Uh, he took too much heroin for his heart. I feel like a dab will do you. Yeah. A bit of heroin's probably too much. Yeah. Especially when it like almost gets your leg amputated. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, like right before he died. And like, that's why he stopped touring. And then like... uh. He was supposed to be, he was supposed to like not tour for like eight months to a year or something. And like he went back up for like four months and that's what put the strain on his heart and why he died. Touring and still doing the heroin and having a heart defect. Did they ever find out, Ralph, was Ralphie May on drugs or was he just heavy? Uh, I did not hear his cause of death. I know he, they said he had a pneumonia and he obviously wasn't a healthy dude. Yeah. I think that was probably enough, but I also could see him. Huffing some stuff or something. Yeah. Not to speak ill of him. I just, you look at that touring lifestyle or whatever, you know. I like Billy Mays. Yeah, that one's, a, I don't know. Like, he just, like, hit his head on an airplane and then went, like, hit his head walking into an airplane. And then, like, the between the pressure and all the cocaine in his system, it just made his heart go, nope. Or his brain go, maybe in an aneurysm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to segue from Billy Mays to Night of the Demons remake. So let's not. And let's just say, let's talk about Night of the Demons remake. 2009. Synopsis. Uh, It's the same movie, but more demons, more party goers. Good. Overall thoughts. Uh, this is the type where I'm like, they're both really bad movies, but the 1988 version was incompetent enough where it was like, 
I can have fun at seeing the gaffers tape and the bad Muppets and all that stuff. This was just competent enough to be like boring. Okay. I feel like there were some parts that I could enjoy, but they're few and far between. And I don't know if it's nostalgia or just time that can get away, but it just loses the charm that the other one might have, even though it's obviously a better made film. Um, but yeah, let's dive in. So, uh, very first thing, uh, we have a pedophile in real life opening our movie. What? The dude that's in the, uh, that, that has the tiny mustache that's in like the old grainy black and white footage. Okay. He like got arrested for child porn. Cool. That's, he's, he's like the a principal from an Adam Sandler movie or something. Uh, yeah, they start with this silent film bullshit, and it's awful. Um, yeah, so we see a woman committing suicide. Ian does the whole thing where her head gets popped off because she dropped from too far. And her teeth explode out of her face because she <laughs> hanged herself. Uh, so I will. So then we see Angela sending out her invite to a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Uh, the original uh, Night of the Demons was originally called Halloween Party up until the very end. And if you notice, the font that she uses on that invitation is the same font from Night of the Demons, the original one. And they focus on Halloween Party because the actual Night of the Demons, the title card, they already had the prints made and they had to come up with a way that they put Night of the Demons over the top of Halloween Party. Gotcha. Uh, so there are some prints out there or whatever that say Halloween party in that font where the Night of the Demons says it on the original movie. Hmm. So it was a good little little tip to the hat. Yeah. Tip of the hat, not tip to the hat. Yeah, that's how you say things. <laughs> uh, so Marianne watched the 1988 version with me uh, last night. And then today I started watching this and she started watching and then was like, I have better things to do. Which, you know, is the right call. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so it starts off with, like, trick-or-treater. After the silent film thing, it's, like, trick-or-treaters and stuff. And uh, Black Mold makes an appearance. Black Mold Special, shows special up. cameo. Mm-hmm. And Which is what? We never talked about her opening scene in the original. Right. So she's dressed like a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And is... Uh, she's very interested in Tide. And just checking out the tide, just showing her ass and her and her panties off yeah. to the guys to distract them. So she does the same thing to eight-year-old boys? I thought they were girls. Eight-year-old girls? I don't know. They were very interested. They, but... were, they were children, and she's just <laughs> waving her 55-year-old ass at them. Yeah, the thing that made it great for me uh, uh, was Marianne was like, uh, is... Is that the same person? Oh, yeah, I recognize that old twat. (laughs) (laughs) And I like, I was looking up, I was either taking a note or looking on IMDb on my phone. And then I just like had to pause and I was like, did you just say old twat? She's like, yeah, what of it? And I was like, that was fantastic. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you. We were meant to be. That needs to be in your vows at some point, just to like, <laughs> so you can, 
<laughs> gasps from the audience. Uh, I loved you when you <laughs> I knew I loved when you. When you recognize you said, that old, old twat. twat. <laughs> um, so we start introducing our characters here. So we have uh, Monica Kina, who is dressed like an attractive zombie. Uh, and we have somebody else who's dressed like an attractive slutty cat. And then we have somebody else who's just dressed like a slutty cat. Okay, who are you? Which one are you calling attractive and not attractive? Boobs or not boobs? Not boobs. Not boobs is attractive. I mean, I feel like we've had this conversation before to where, like, I feel like Monica Kina is genuinely attractive. But I feel like by the times you get to boobs, it's just porn like she's attractive yeah. but in like a porn way not like a, i think she's cute in a kind of adorable way well she's supposed to be the slutty one exactly and they nail that yeah because how many wardrobe malfunctions do you think that they had on set <laughs> i mean it was, it, it was pushing up pretty hard it's incalculable how many because these are the biggest fakest boobs i've ever seen i think it was just i think it was just a wonder bra pushing them up i i I'm not saying they weren't big, but I that that was that was push up, man. That was no, all. No, no, I'm not saying it wasn't pushed up, but I feel like they were pretty big and fake too. Okay, mm. I think that they were probably fake. I don't know. I can't say because we never really got a good look at them. Um, you ever felt a fake boob? Mm, I don't think I have. No. Uh. I did once and I want it. I like in my mind, I want to compare and contrast. Like I need a good handful of both <laughs> at the same time at the same time. But, uh, was it like a stress ball? Uh, uh-uh. it was, uh, it was good. I mean, boobs are great. It was good or not. It was good, but I feel like I might be holding it up on a pedestal in my head because I did only have it that one time as opposed to, like, what's old news at this point for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you, you get what I'm saying, Sure. Right? Like, at some point, if you have hamburgers every day, mm-hmm. you want to have a hot dog. Are you gay? Is that what you're saying now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you eat so many tacos. <laughs> You gotta take a stiff cock in the ass once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I, I meant hot dog. <laughs> cock, by cock in the ass, I meant a hot dog. In my mouth, hot cock in my ma- hot dog in my mouth. Um, but I, but so, yeah. Like in my head, I think I have it built up way more than it is. But it's probably just because I'm used to the other. Um, and I don't know why we're talking about this that much. I don't think I've ever told you the the time the first time I saw boobs in person. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm 27 years old. <laughs> I think I uh okay. First time I saw like a like post post pubescent boobs, I should say. Uh I was like probably 12 and a mutual friend that we've talked about uh having on this podcast potentially his is this the one with tons of family like big family yeah okay his slutty cousin came into town okay and so every every day after school we would go down to the park and play basketball 
And one day, uh, we were down there playing basketball, and she came down to watch. She's like 17, so of course what she's going to want to do is watch a bunch of 12-year-olds play basketball. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so then just, I guess, casually, she was like, hey, 12-year-old boys, do you want to see my boobs? Including her cousin. Uh, I don't think he was there. Okay. He never came to play basketball with us. Uh, Which sucks, because as a 12-year-old, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> probably not. No. So it's probably best he wasn't I guess there. as a 34-year-old, it wouldn't matter. Because I think <laughs> every guy's goal is to see every pair of boobs on the planet. So. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as Pendulette. Pendulette says uh, anybody he's everybody he's ever met or ever could meet, he'd rather see them naked. Uh so I feel like it would help you size up the person. Like, that's the way you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see why you're so confident, or I see why you're such a douchebag that you're over overcompensating there so you much. Go. Uh so she says to this group of twelve year old boys, Hey, do you want to see my boobs? And all of them were like, Hell yeah. Except for this guy who was like in his brain, screaming, sometimes my mom drives by here, and I don't want her to see me seeing boobs. So they're all gathered around this picnic table that she's sat at, uh, just staring at her boobs. And I'm, like, on the other side of the park from them, like, practicing my layups, glancing over at the boobs casually sometimes. <laughs> just like, hey, come on, guys. Remember basketball? <laughs> Basketball's fun, right? <laughs> That's me. That is uh, repressed-ass me. Uh, I'm jealous. I didn't, get, I didn't get to see boobs at 12. Hey, man. You know? Should have been playing basketball. I'm, I'm going to start hanging out there every day. <laughs> <laughs> like waiting for her to show up. She's forty now, and she's still just like she's got hey, that twelve year old. She's got that cigarette hanging out of her mouth at the park, <laughs> like like you were describing. Yeah. It's unlit, and she's just talking with it, flopping around. She's just walking around eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> Why is she me? <laughs> Why are you trying to describe me? But his slutty cousin. That's the end. That's the end of uh, this Black Mirror episode. Is when this ends with you showing twelve-year-olds your breasts. <laughs> uh, I hate to break up this party, but we need to talk about Night of the Demons still. Uh, John Connor's in it. Yeah, who, for, by all accounts, seems like a douchebag in real life. But is the best actor in this movie for sure? Yeah. Also the shortest. Yeah, definitely the best. <laughs> also the shortest. Uh, and you realize like how much the camera screws with you? Because like he's the chubby guy in the movie. Okay, yeah. But like when I see him at the very end, he's like laying on his back and he's not that heavy. He's just been wearing a jacket the whole movie. But he also, like, you look at his hands, and I feel like his hands are way fatter than mine, and I'm way fatter of a dude that is. Did you see his hands? No. They look... I don't look for fat hands. They were fat hands, bro. Okay. They were some fat little, little, little person hands, like little short, little fat little nuggets. Okay. <laughs> so, Russ, how does the demon 
get infected this movie? Uh, well, by demon fucking. That's the first way. No. The first way is Angela, Shannon Elizabeth, is they find a bunch of skeletons, and oh, she's oh, like, okay. oh, look, <laughs> a gold tooth. And then the skeleton bites her. <laughs> and she's oh. like, ah, the skeleton bit me. And they're like, the skeleton didn't bite you. And then it's drawn blood, and they're like, okay, so a skeleton bit you. What's the big deal? <laughs> Let's all go back upstairs. And the skeleton turns and like looks at her and closes its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I wrote a note about that in that like I'm completely good with, with zombies or whatever conceit you want to make the movie. But I get bothered when I see skeletons moving. Unless it's phantasmic or something. Yeah. Because they can't move. They don't have tendons. They don't have anything to hold them together. They would just be a pile on the ground. Yeah. Uh, And that was bothersome. But I guess there is more more things going on than than just skeletons. They they become dust and then become skeletons So that's what I mean. But but still, like anytime I see it, like I feel like you need to shy away from that in a movie. Yeah. Because it definitely makes it... So I guess my curse is that if I ever do encounter something supernatural, it's probably going to be a skeleton that's alive and walking around and be like, that's not possible. <laughs> and then it's, ah, gonna... it's killing me, but it's totally not possible. <laughs> and then it's going to bite me and I'm going to turn into a way shittier looking demon than the one that in 1988. Yeah. This one is she's so she's just painted white with with horns and she's got jagged horns. teeth. Got horns, man. Who looks better? And yellow An- eyes. Angela from '88 or Angela from 2009? Angela from '88. A hundred. I I can't believe how much worse they made this because I think there's this movie has a lot of reverence for the one from the '88. I think I think it's trying. surprisingly it's really trying, but they failed with Angela, man. Yeah, boobs is the only one that has a good uh, demon face because Angela bites her face off, so she's just like a skull. Yeah, I think that looks good. Yeah. Uh, and then not boobs ends up with like tentacle nipples that just well, comes out. That's boobs. Oh, no, wait, it is not boobs. Yeah, no, it's the other one. Yeah, because zombie is our is our yeah. protagonist in this one, yeah. Um, so she has them. Uh, but, uh, but John Connor is, uh, is a drug dealer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he buys his way into the party. With the gatekeeper. Because blowjob, blowjob man's going to kill him if he doesn't come back with double his money. Uh, I like that scene. So what happens is... I like watching a man get a blowjob. <laughs> Only if he's British. Hold on a second. Let's back up. You don't watch dudes get blowjobs? Uh, no. Really? Really. You've never seen a blowjob movie? You don't watch a blowjob movie? I've I've seen them. You ask, if I watch them, that's like I'm seeking them out. Okay. That's I not... actually fast, well, if I'm watching porn, I fast forward through that bit. Okay. It's not what I'm into. Okay. Okay. I don't know. You said that very judgmental. For me, that's not, that's not I, what, that's not what I'm looking for. I but... describe it, I describe the scene as the guy, the, the scene with blowjob man. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hold on. I like that scene. <laughs> Of course I'm going to make fun of you for being like, I like the one where the guy's getting the blowjob. Hold up. Let's stop the podcast. I need to talk about the scene 
where the guy gets the blowjob. But here's the thing. It's nuanced, right? Because at first, you don't know he's getting a blowjob. But then halfway through, bam, they reveal this whole time that he, there's this blonde chick that's been blowing him, right? And then she's like, are you done soon? And he's like, get back down there, bitch. And then he, you can't even tell he's getting a blowjob. This dude's had so many blowjobs, it doesn't even register. It's so cool. Why did I start that as a Bostonian and then I turned into a black New Yorker? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> because I lost energy? I, I definitely started as somebody from Boston and then it turned into a black New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> um, I like to travel. <laughs> I go places. Uh, I'm a chameleon. But that being said, everything that you said is exactly right. I thought it was funny. <laughs> really? I, I thought it was funny, the yeah. The fact that he, does, he, he doesn't even register getting a blowjob is funny? I No, I not the registering the blowjob. I think the fact that he's carrying on that conversation, the awkwardness of Edward Furlong, is genuinely funny okay. and enjoyable. I think it's funny. <laughs> okay. I don't at all. Okay. Uh, moving forward. Uh, something that bothered me. So we said that uh, she pays, I'm sorry, he pays her off to get in. Mm-hmm. And then Angel's like, you let John Connor into my party? What the hell? And she's like, Murr. And then as she walks away, that's the moment that she pockets the $100 in her bra. So she waited to pocket it until she was confronted by the person. She didn't pocket it immediately. Let's talk about the scene where he pays her that money. First off, he gives her a 20. And she's like, this isn't enough. And so instead of this 20, how about you give me 100? And then she keeps the 20. And then he gives her 100. But then there's like a whole line of people behind him. And she just starts counting her money. (laughs) Like, hold on. I know you need to get in here, but I need to know exactly how much money I have right now. I know it's a lot, and I know that I can make change for whatever denomination you have. But I need to count this right now. That's a good point that you just made there. Her name's Diana. Uh huh. And then she runs off with the money, and I was like, ha, dirty Diana. Because that's a Michael Jackson song. You know that this is a crazy party because you see two girls making out? Yep. That's the way that you signify in a movie. This is off the wall. Off the chain. There's lesbians. Oh, my God. And I was like, I want to make a movie where they're like, you know, the party's off the hook because there's two dudes making out. And then I was like, I don't want to make a gay movie. (laughs) Maybe Maybe the director thought the same thing. Uh twice this week i had a moment where someone referenced their boyfriend there's a female referenced their boyfriend Mm -hmm. and i was like boyfriend huh Hmm." (laughs) like i was like didn't see boyfriend coming there and then there was another one where somebody else that i work with referenced like oh i met that person's spouse he is very nice and i was like he really (laughs) so I don't know if that's a good thing. Do you or just a... think you're all constantly surrounded by lesbians? Uh, well, I assume that they deny my advances, so they have to be. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes the... sense. <laughs> that's the only possible explanation. I'm their boss. They have to fuck me <laughs> legally, 
when they don't fuck me, they're obviously lesbians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, like there was, without getting into details, there was reasons behind the one uh, why I thought that was the case. Okay. Uh, and then the other one, just, it was 100%, I'm guilty of this, mm-hmm. appearance-based that you made an assumption. Yeah. Um, and here's Maybe she's just really into the grunge movement. So here, 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 here here's my simultaneously. here's my question. Is that there was zero like it didn't matter to me at all, mm-hmm. but you made the assumption that she was not would not be married to a man. Yeah. And it made zero impact on anything. That's is that a good thing? That's a good thing, right? Or is it bad that I even Register. It was never a conscious decision. It was the same way that you you assume somebody might be married at all, or they're single, or they have kids. You you know what I mean? Did like it you're blow like blow your mind. Um, I don't want to say it blew my mind because I never put any thought into it. Exactly. It was just so you, you the assumption. A, you made a prejudgment. Yeah, it turned out to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. Yeah, and so do we. Right. So I'm not terrible. If you were like, holy shit, husband, <laughs> are you telling me right now, husband? Nah. Really? It was just like a, a like a really butch woman, right? You're, giving, you're just sitting there breathing into the microphone. I thought you were doing a bit right there. I was trying to keep stop going. doing a bit because I had nothing. Oh, okay. So I was waiting for you to interrupt Okay. Me. We need to come up with some sort of signal or sign or something. <laughs> we do. We have the advantage of being able to see one another. Exactly. So we could plan these bits out instead of <laughs> having them just derail. Them, just be like, just, just a set of symbols like, hey, <laughs> say something, anything. I'm running out of material over here. I got to invest in one of those giant shepherd's hooks to, <laughs> yeah. to be pulling one another off the stage. Um, so... Uh, I really hate STD sexually transmitted demon. Uh, yeah, that's how they transfer. The next one Here, is here's how. Yeah, here's how. Uh, what what did you call her? A, a, attractive slutty cat. Yeah, attractive slutty cat becomes a demon because a demon put it in her butt. Yeah, he ass humps her into a demon. Yeah, they're fucking. Everything's fine, mm-hmm. but you put it in her butt. She becomes a demon. Yeah. Fred Phelps was an executive producer on this movie. I that don't know if you sense. knew that. That checks out. <laughs> Pork products, not dudes. I, <laughs> I feel like that he probably had a sign that said, like, ass hump, turn into a demon. Yep. Sodomize, then you, then you demonize. Ass full of semen, you a demon. It's <laughs> a pretty good sign right there. I like that. I yep. like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this around this time is also when we get, which what I thought was more reserved for like the early to mid nineties, but this is still a holdout and, and, uh, no, that's not necessarily true because you haven't seen the it remake, I assume, Mm -mm. but it does this too. And I hate it. It's like that two thousands ish shaky cam thing where like, like you shake your head really fast and it blurs. Yeah. And that's in this movie a lot, and I hate it. I feel like, yeah, that was a thing in the late noughties, early teens. 
early 2010s. And it's all over here. And this is yeah. 2009. So this might have been cool at that time, but I can't I can't do it. I can't stand it. I feel like it dates it. I feel like it's cheap. I feel like it's camera effect, and I don't like it. Yeah. It's dumb. Especially, yeah, because she uses it to, like, go from Shanna Elizabeth to stupid demon and back. And it's dumb. And it's like, my hand is a demon hand. Shake. Now it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, So things start going downhill as people are turned into demons. And people start getting killed. I'm confused on the timeline at points because it starts to get a little boring. Like lipstick trick comes back. The lipstick comes but with back an extra flourish this time, but it's not any better. Like <laughs> no, it's not. They just repeated the nipple thing, uh-huh. and then she pulls it out of her vagina, and it's all bloody and goopy, but not in a good way. Like I, they <laughs> just explain to me how bloody and goopy out of the vagina is a good way. It's all mucus and blood instead of any chunks. Like there was no degree of. Uh, so there wasn't like a like a, a, a miscarried fetus in there. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Yeah, I don't. I like they were obviously going for taking it one step up, but I feel like they missed it. They just needed to do it. No pun intended. A twist. Yeah. On this nipple thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're expecting her to stick it in. But if she did something crazy, I, I don't know. She pulled her breast off and used that to put her, like, used her breast tissue to put lipstick on her face. I don't know. Like, that's just off the top of my head. But my point is, no, imagine she just rips off her boob yeah, I know. and like, rubs it on her I like face. I we're in a pitch meeting. This is just off the top of my head. I don't know. <laughs> she rips off her boob. She sprays it on her face. Maybe she eats a little bit of her boob. Yeah, she takes a little. Ah, demon. She takes a bite of it like it's a like it's like a it's pineapple. An yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh... you what? <laughs> <laughs> I was going there for was... size. <laughs> you know, like those spiky pineapples that you never just take a bite out of. Like one of those, just takes a big bite. Ah, just a big hunk. Ah, ah. Mix like, let's get the foley in here. Like it's that sound. Uh, But I feel like just me bullshitting that off the top of my head is legitimately better than just repeating it and her pulling it out of her vagina. But what do I know? Yeah. Um. So they end up. They end up in a room. In a room in the basement. They see the body where the bodies were laying around, or the skeletons. Oh, you're not there yet. Okay. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I was and, trying to pull a rust. And then they end, forward. they end up in a hallway. And in this hallway, they're just happen, they get grabbed by these vines. Mm-hmm. And there just happens to be a saw laying around yep. within reach, mind you. Mm-hmm. So it's not even in the hallway. It's within reach. So they're able to saw it through. Then they end up in this room, which they peel away the layers of plaster and find all of the residual seance demonic no, markings that the maid made that the maid made m-a-i-d-m-a-d-e maid made yep uh to protect that room from the demons maid made is my new star wars character maid made is, is my new punk punk band i said pump punk band p-u-m-k pump 
P-U-M-K-P-U-N-K-B-A-N-D. It's like another level. M-A-I-D-M-A-D-E. Surprised you can still spell. <laughs> I can spell better than I can speak. <laughs> so you're like half of a speak and say. Speak and say, speak, speak and spell. Yeah, speak and say are synonyms. <laughs> Technically, not the mm-hmm. same. But are I'm they closer say. than the word spell and speak? Yes. Yes. <laughs> in meaning, but not in spelling. <laughs> so uh they end up in this room and blood so the demons can't get into this room because of the magic words that are written around it Mm -hmm. so the demons way like the back half of this movie mostly takes place in this room yes because it's it's like the place the demons can't get in and the way that they're going to the demons are going to resolve this is they're going to erase the words by having blood come around it Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's breaking the rules too because that's but if they, they can, just bleed over into the attic. But why don't they just like do that enough? They bleed ten times more and drown them. There you go. A lot of blood came out of her vagina. She pro- they probably could do that. Uh, so the idea is the it blood... It would take a lot more than ten times, by the way. <laughs> the blood is washing down the walls to wipe off this 80-year-old written things mm-hmm. that I, was encased in plaster and then the plaster was ripped off and they were still fine i don't know if that would work to wipe it off but what i definitely know wouldn't work is to wipe right over the blood with charcoal with charcoal and it would work and keep it there and the charcoal wouldn't get wet from blood and you wouldn't just be smearing blood around yeah that i am confident would not work but yet, that's like a huge part of the movie, is them running around, randomly repeating the signs that are written on this wall, and they breathe a giant sigh of relief because it worked. Yeah. And, okay, so then they all fall asleep, and they wake up, and it's light outside, and, oh, but it was a trick, it wasn't light outside, so then they're trapped by the demons, so, like, doctor dies... Okay, and then so Angela kills the doctor on the top of the stairs. And then she's on top of him. He gets turned into a demon. She's on top of him. They're both demons there. And John Connor and Zombie just run right past them. And Angela does like a quick little like reach for them. But I then told it was you. Like, oh, you foiled me because I can't move. Apparently. These are lackadaisical demons, man. I literally just floated down these stairs, flying through the air. But all I can do is reach up. Oh, you're back in the room. Damn. Uh, you missed my favorite line in this movie, which is. Uh, so we established the best line that we both agree on in Night of the Demons, 1988, is "Eat a bowl of fuck." Mm-hmm. There's a scene in which a demon breaks through the door and jumps on John Connor. And he tries to hump him. And John Connor says, I'm pretty sure that thing was trying to fuck me. Uh-huh. And that was my favorite line. Yeah. Because it was planning on raping him into a demon. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Well, it was the one that raped What's-Her-Face into a yes, demon. Yes, exactly. Right. So, it riddle me this. Did it bite him? 
did it fuck him? It didn't fuck him for sure. Because he said it was trying to fuck me. Right. There was no penetration. It okay. dry humped at best. Because then as soon as that happens, he falls through the wall or through the, through the floor, goes down into the basement. And then just turns and into then just a demon. turns into a demon. Yes. Either they, he... they literally say there are two ways for it to happen. Basically, like, uh, you get bit or you get fucked. That's, that is how... What happens if you just die? Like, what if the fall killed him? Would he turn into a demon? No, because that's in the silent film. She kills herself so that the last demon can't possess and all so seven I guess, have to possess. Yeah, people. I guess it had to have bit him then. Right. Because it didn't fuck him. Because I, th- I think his actual quote is like, that thing was aiming, or I think that thing was aiming to fuck me. Yeah. Which is the perfect phrasing. He was aiming to fuck me. My favorite line of this movie. It's a good one. Delivered flawlessly. Okay, so he turns into a demon. She makes it back into the room because this is the like fourth time they make it back into the room. So then she's like, I'm going to gear up. I got this shotgun. Uh, rust hurts them. So I'm going to fill it full of rusty nails. I'm going to wrap this rusty whatever that I just found around my uh, fist. And I'm going to go outside and I'm going to be all badass. So they basically turn her into, like, the perfect uh, killing machine. Like, but literally, they point out, all she has to do is stay in this room until dawn. Why did she leave the room? Because here's what's hap- Here's what happens. She goes out. Well, she has a plan. She, she, she becomes a badass. That thing she wrapped around her knuckles works once to, like, take titty vine off of, off of her arm <laughs> titty vine mm-hmm. that's what it is i will give him credit titty vine was original sure. and uh i was okay with titty vine yeah it's fun mm-hmm. it's a little beetle juicy sure it is a little beetle juicy yeah but to be fair they won't give us a beetle juice too i'll have to take take it where i can get it that i feel like beetle juice too is constantly rumored to be like a thing it is and it's like I think Tim Burton and Michael Keaton want it to be a thing, so why isn't it a thing yet? Yeah. It's upsetting. Anyway. I don't know if I have faith in Tim Burton anymore, man. Like, I want to give that to J.J. Abrams or, I don't know, or the Duffer Brothers or somebody. I've, I've, sure, I've become disillusioned with J.J. Abrams and his mystery box storytelling. I've become disillusioned with Tim Burton. I, I respect you for saying the J.J. Abrams thing, and I don't necessarily disagree. But if I had to choose between the two, I would choose him. Okay. Anyway. So she goes all badass. And then uh, she runs into a different room, runs out onto the balcony, ties a rope to the balcony, and then she's going to hang herself like... Uh, like the lady in the silent film did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she jumps off and hangs herself. Mm-hmm. Dead. The moment she jumps, it turns light and the demons all blow up. I don't. Did the demons even see her jump? She seems to think so. What? Because she says that they are so dumb. Yeah, because she'd actually tied it around her waist. 
enough so that when she tied the noose around her neck, it didn't actually hang her. Uh, but it would probably break her back. Yeah, definitely. And at the very least, give her the worst case of rope burn that you've ever seen in your yeah. life. So she tricked them into thinking that she was hanging herself. But I don't think anyone saw her do it. Plus, the moment she did it, it turned light and they all burned up. Why? Why did she need to do it? I mean, she didn't know exactly when the sun was going to be coming up, right? No, but she could look outside. She was outside. I don't. Do you think you'd be able to time the difference between 30 seconds and two minutes for the sun coming up? Especially when you don't know the moment that the demons are going to disappear? She could have just jumped down with the rope and then been outside. And then they would have had to go outside. Here's the problem with that, though. Then you wouldn't have had that super shocking ending that she was okay. Yeah. Uh, it had a cool soundtrack, though. Even though she didn't have rope burn. Which she should have. Yeah. This movie sucked. Uh, I don't think it sucked. It was fun. I feel like it would be more fun with a group of people. I don't think it was fun. I think it had its moments that were fun. Shannon Elizabeth got bit by a skeleton. It was the <laughs> last fun thing that happened. Uh, dude got a blowjob and another dude watched. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Let's watch this with people. <laughs> yeah, what else would be better than a bunch of dudes watching another dude watch a dude get a blowjob? Mm-hmm. If that sounds like your idea of a good time, you need to watch Night of the Demons 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more positive feelings about it than you do, obviously. I remember that it's that disease that I have. Like, I remember having fun with it. And uh, I don't think it's entirely shit. Uh, I really don't. I think that it's got uh, some fun ideas. It's got some good cameos and nods to the original. But ultimately, I would choose the 1998 version. 1988. Uh, uh, what did I say? 98. 1988 version. Me too. For uh, the charm and maybe nostalgia that I didn't have because I just saw this 15 years ago. We didn't even talk about the ending to the 1988 one. Is the dude who got mooned and was going to put razor blades in apples. Mm-hmm. His wife baked him an apple pie with razor blades in it, and he his throat slid open and he died. Well, it's because he ate, obviously, 35 razor blades. Mm-hmm. That he couldn't tell were in his apple pie. Until the moment that he put the, did the math and realized mm-hmm. that, because his entire neck was just vivisected. Yeah. Ta-da! And then she was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Happy Halloween. So, yeah. Did his wife intentionally kill him? Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you agreed 1988? Yeah. Good. The original. Next week? Next week. First movie. Alan, <laughs> this is from the library. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. This is Willard and his friend Ben. Ben will do anything for Willard. This is the one movie you should not see alone. 
Uh, it's Willard. I don't. I feel like I may have seen parts of this. Oh wait, is this an old? This is an old Willard. Oh, all right then. Uh, right? Yeah, this looks old. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> 1971. Yeah, this you're isn't like, the Willard that I may have argue, seen. You're arguing with yourself over yep. there. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's a dude, and he has a little rat friend on the front, and it's a big green thing that says horror. So I know it's horror. But here's the thing: look at that rat. So it's a picture of a dude, and a drawing of a rat. Do you see that? Like, look at that. That's a. Yeah. The cover is a drawing of a rat sitting on a real dude's shoulder. Yeah, or I mean, it could be a a bad rat, like prosthetic isn't the right word. A bad rat prop. Okay, I don't. That's a drawing, dude. There's yeah. no two ways about well, it. Well, because that looks like a line drawing, and this is a grainy photo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is like a movie about the dude with the rats, or maybe just a rat in this one. Okay. I feel like in in the remake. He has lots of them. So oh, you think you already know what we're watching next? I think huh? I know what we're going to watch next. Which is what? Uh, Willard. We're doing two remakes in a row, you think? Yeah, I think that's weird, but yeah. There it is. Crispin Glover is like the perfect casting for this, is it not? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it because maybe I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay, for a crazy dude who has a weird relationship with a rat. Don't you think Crispin Glover is like the perfect fucking casting, knowing only, looking only at the front of this? I feel like that DVD cover. It's possible this is just a documentary, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one of my favorite ever. Do you watch? Do you ever watch much SNL? Uh, no. I mean, in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> so, like in the two thousands or whatever, <clears throat> I was watching an episode in. Uh, uh, from Weekend Update, and it's one of my favorite Weekend Update up, Update jokes ever. Uh, and I think it was it was Seth Meyers, like maybe his like first year in Weekend Update. And uh, the story Is he was, still around. What happened to him? He he took over for. Um, he is after Jimmy Fallon. He's the late night, or no? He's after Colbert. He took over uh, for Craig Kilborn. Oh okay. The late late show. Uh, so the, the story is, um, there was a, the James Vanderbeek filmed a gay love scene and it was going to be cut out of his new movie. Is it rules of attraction? I have no idea. Dude. He has a gay makeout scene in rules of, have you seen rules of attraction? Nothing like is better than someone trying to tell you a joke than interrupting them. It's not even my joke. Anyway. Rules of Attraction is awesome. Okay. Go ahead. Continue the keep joke. Talk, keep talking about Rules of Attraction because it's already... Continue the, the joke. already happening. Continue the joke. Anyway. Did you get that reference? The Weekend Update. Did you get that reference? Continue the joke? Yeah. No. It's from Boondock Saints. The guy says, continue the joke. I haven't seen Boondock Saints since I was like 18. Oh, spoiler. The dude says, continue the joke. Because 
that's the exact right age to see Boondock Saints. <laughs> there was, no yeah, more, it, no less. There was <laughs> there was an episode of uh, The Office, and there was this guy. He was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. My two favorite movies are Boondock Saints and Citizen Kane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is Evan Peters. Uh, his cameo on there, I believe. I think I just watched that episode yesterday. Uh Anyway, I'm just interrupting James, you now for the sake of interrupting. Just, James just, Vanderbeek, <laughs> gay love scene cut from the movie, and the joke from Seth Meyers was, uh, "quote from James Vanderbeek, uh, they were filming that." And so, yeah, I feel like that's this is the the Christmas Glover story is Willard, and it's all it's a found footage film, uh, that's just security camera footage <laughs> from Christmas Glover's real life. <laughs> I like it. So what are we going to see in one or both of these movies? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know how much of Willard I've seen. It may be all of it. Uh, the, the Crispin Glover version. Okay. But I know that it's like creepy dude finds a rat in his apartment, befriends him and then sends him on his evil deeds in weird psychological yet gory horror ensues okay which one do you think you're going to prefer uh i think chris mcglover is perfect casting so i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that right off the bat i'm going to prefer the remake real i think that's a record that's a that's the first time that's happened i think so that you've made that prediction good yeah good justin quick question for you uh-huh what else you got for us hey uh 12 year olds you want you want to see my boobs Thank <laughs> you.